0: Yo what's up? Welcome to episode forty-eight of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton and joining me as always is Woody V. What's happening, brother? Not much Robbie. How you doing man? Good, mate. Good to be back. We um, have a few little internet problems tonight, so hopefully it won't show up during the show. But if it is, you can let me know because, you know, I'd let you know if I had any, any if you had any issues there would. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, well, good to be back, mate. Look, before we get into it, just a reminder where to find us. Um, please look out for our videos on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing and you like those videos. And, of course, if you're listening to the audio, the podcasts are available wherever you find podcasts. Um, all right, Woods. Let's get straight into it, mate. I see you looking uh, wearing a very nice looking jersey there. And I think you might have even teased that on Twitter during the week. So uh, I did show the audience I what did. you got there. So Woody's standing up wearing the brand new Cairns Taipans snakeskin style jersey. Scott, loving that jersey. It almost looks like it should Thanks, feel. Like, it should like feel like snakeskin, right? I'm assuming it just feels like a normal jersey, but it's got. It looks really. Authentic, <laughs> yeah. that one. Very unique, isn't it? Definitely.
1: Yeah, they're the most awesome jerseys I've seen, you know, released by an NBL team in a while. I think a lot of people have commented on that, right? Yeah. Um, Just a little bit about the guy I'm wearing. The jersey uh, is Shannon Scott, right? And uh, he's played all over the world. Um, you know, he's, he's the son of Charlie Sc- Scott, who's a, who's a hall, of, hall of Famer, you know, played in the NBA. And, you know, if, if you haven't listened, uh, listen to The um, the Huddle with Liam, Santa Maria, who recently had Shannon on there. And he goes into his yeah. life growing up in that in that household and and, and, and what it was like to to you know, meet the likes of Dr. J, the Kevin Mutombo, all these guys growing up there. He didn't even know that he just thought they were just regular people. You heard that podcast, did you?
0: Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, no, good story on that one. Did you, were you actually aware of
1: him once before he came Because I've got a yeah, I was. I was. Like, I mean, I wasn't aware of who he was, but after he got signed with Cairns, I looked him up and I, I knew straight away he was Charlie Scott's son, right? And obviously, Basketball a Love Story, one of my favorite documentaries of all time on basketball, Charlie Scott is um, featured quite heavily in that documentary, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, just a little bit about him. As I said, he's played all over the world. He's actually teammates... Uh, At the Long Island Nets with Taj McCall, his current teammate, Mitch Creek, and uh, Alan Williams as well. So he's got a lot of connections to the NBL. And how impressive has he been as a floor leader and a general? um, And and having that veteran in that young uh, locker room, Ken's really needed him. Um, And and he's taken the team, uh, put put the team on his back, especially with Taj being out lately. And um, he's been a big addition to them. No one would have expected him uh, to deliver the way he has, right?
0: He seems to have got better every week, hasn't he? He's just added a little bit to his game, and obviously getting more familiar with his teammates. Um, seems like a good guy and a good sort of locker room presence as well. Which, like yeah. you said, being that veteran on the team is is pretty important. So, um, and did you see my sort of little comment on Twitter? I know you got a, a Justin Simon jersey and that one. So I asked you, which one are you going to be wearing on Saturday for the game? <laughs> obviously, <you're going> a <laughs> yeah, so. Kings jersey, right? You're not going to go to a Kings game wearing that. No, no, no way! I'll be
1: wearing the yeah, Simon jersey, right? Yeah.
0: I like it. All right, well, I'll um, get into mine. So just doing my double jersey theme. A couple of pretty random ones today. So I sort of quizzed you before we started and you picked it. But, um, yeah, hanging today, so I'm doing the Lou Williams double. Um, Hanging up there is his Hawks home white Adidas jersey. So... Pretty sweet looking jersey. It's one of the authentic ones I think I got from the, the Hawks store a while ago. you yep. know we like these Adidas jerseys. Woods they are always a good fit and everything else like that. They so are, yep. I'll just stand up and show you the one I'm wearing. But this is probably even more random and sort of going back a few years, this one. So let me, um, let me show you what I'm wearing.
1: So for those who can't see, Robbie's wearing Philadelphia 76s. Lou Williams. Number number 23. So he's got the number 23 at Philly, right?
0: I think 23 is retired for the Hawks, I think Lou Hudson, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But um, you know he's always been one of my favourites there in Sweet Lou Woods. So just a little bit about um, Sweet Lou, as we said. So uh, he's played 17 seasons, and I'll talk a little bit about that um, after this. So 17 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Philly at pick 45 in the 2005 draft straight out of high school. So what an absolute uh, great career, pick 45 to be playing 17 seasons. Um, so, he played with the 76ers for seven seasons. So, that's when this one sort of came about. Um, before becoming a bit of a journeyman, playing with Atlanta, Toronto, the Lakers, Rockets, Clippers, before rejoining the Hawks. Um, so, Sweet Lou is currently a free agent. Um, no word as yet if he will be retired. Right. Um, interestingly enough, Woods is actually his birthday tomorrow as well. So, he turns 36 tomorrow. So,. Interesting, isn't it? There certainly hasn't been an announcement yet. I mean, you know, I certainly reckon he could help like a veteran team there. I mean, obviously he's not going to be playing a big role now, but I'm sure someone could possibly pick him up later in the season if he stays in shape and stays away from the various places that he likes to go to, of course. Um, but yeah, there's a chance we might <laughs> see him. So look, his accolades, are he's a three times six man of the year winner. Um, one with the Rappers and two with the Clippers. Um, he shares this record with another one of my favourites who have also featured on the show in Jamal Crawford. And interestingly, um, Crawford also won two of those six-man titles with the Clippers. So, interesting that you know, four of those have been won with the Clippers with those two guys. Um, yeah, look, a guy I just really sort of love watching. You know, he just come on and just be able to get hot straight away. Um of course, he's sort of pretty popular in pop culture as well. I know Drake did a song about him, about having his two girlfriends and all the rest of it like that, which you know, got a bit of uh, media attention over the years. And um, Look, I think he's actually born in Memphis, but I think he was sort of raised in Georgia there, so he's a bit of an Atlanta local there. Um, you reckon I've got a bobblehead Sweet Lou there, Woods? You must. Um, I do. I do. It's not a Hawks one, so I'm taking it back a little bit as well. I've got this little mini one here from Philly, so it looks pretty, pretty like him, I reckon. So it's and the same, it's obviously the home jersey, home of the jersey I'm wearing now. So this is another stadium giveaway, pretty rare sort of one there. So he looks pretty happy to be on the show. Definitely. And Robbie, your audio is coming out great, but for all the
1: viewers who are watching the show, it's a bit blurred. So what we might do is put these jerseys up and the bobblehead up on Twitter during the week so people can have a good good look at them, Robbie of um, course cool. so yeah. when
0: you put him up in the week maybe I'll call TBG and throw a rocket up in woods
1: <laughs> yeah well you've been pretty good lately man hey just one last thing on Lou any chance of a, re- uh, a return to LA for him to the Lakers specifically because I mean they could really do with someone uh, of his skill set right now oh no
0: cool yeah Absolutely, they could. Yeah, that's a really good call. I mean, like I said, I think it all depends on what his sort of motivation is. He's, you know, 17 seasons in the NBA. He's achieved a lot there, but, you know, he hasn't won a championship yet. So it makes you wonder whether he'll sort of be maybe trying to hold out and go on a yeah, season run there. So potentially the Lakers might not be the team if he's looking for an actual oh, football, the way they've started. But, yeah, no, good stuff. So I guess two very different sort of guys in, in Scott and, and Williams there. But, yeah, happy to start the show off as we do. Always with these jerseys, Woods. Definitely. Right, so let's get straight into it. Um, we thought we might sort of go straight into the NBL this week, um, Wood. So sure. we might just talk a little bit about round four before we sort of just do our normal preview, which of course is round five this week. So we yep. so went on to round four. I just wanted to sort of see, yeah, was there anything that stood out for you in these, um, these uh, recent games?
1: Yeah, look, maybe let's just, I'd like to talk about the contrasting fortunes of the two Melbourne teams. Obviously, Melbourne United were on a, at a great high a few weeks ago after going into... Uh, your neck of the woods, RAC Arena, and, and, and beating the Wildcats, right? Since then, yeah. you know, it's, it's not been very good, right? Um, and I think, obviously, you saw the press conference. If you haven't seen it, um, there's a press conference with Dean Vickerman where he uh, was very critical of Jordan Caroline and compared him to Jack White. Um And it's just come out recently that he's apologized to Caroline at training, etc., for calling him out in the media. So there's a little bit of unrest in that locker room. They have been losing um, and and haven't really looked like winning. There's a lot of carrying on, people, you know, making uh, too small uh, signs and symbols like Xavier Mays and John Tucker when the team's losing. Um, And I think, you know, I responded to Mookie on on Twitter recently and I said, you know, uh, Damon Lowry said it on the crossover when the, when the jack jumpers make a shot they're just like where's my man they get on defense straight away right there's no carrying on and yeah. I know what Damon was saying he was, he was referring to, to the Melbourne United guys carrying on when their team's getting smashed right um, uh, and the other side That's of the point, body language same yeah. as well then. yeah mm. And, and I was just yeah, going to yeah. say, again, with the body yeah.
0: language, I was sort of watching Rathamay and making faces when you know, Rajon was launching up these threes and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're certainly not on the yeah. same page at the moment. I personally didn't mind what Vickerman said. He was asked a question, I think, yeah, mate. Kane Pippin on ESPN asked him a, a legit question. I thought Vickerman was very honest with the way he answered, but possibly a little bit too honest as well. Maybe some to, to get sort of that in, in depth of you know what he was sort of feeling there. But no, uh, sorry, exactly the way it away, Andrew. Yeah, I was just going to say
1: the on on the opposite side of the coin, SEM got to after a really slow start. They were hit with injury issues, but obviously. Now they've got their, their full squad of players back. Joe Cheese joined the team. You've got uh, Gary Brown, Ryan Brokoff, Trey Kell. You know, these guys have all come back and, and they've started, they won both their games in the previous round, right? So um, I think you're seeing southeast Melbourne on an upward trend and Melbourne obviously struggling at the moment. So yeah, just point out that.
0: No, good call. I see plenty of depth in that southeast team as well now because you've seen guys like Adam and Tarangi and stuff sort of getting uh, quite a bit of minutes. Obviously, they're going to drop off a little bit now, but I think they've got a pretty yep. deep bench there. I think the imports, you know, are looking like they could be pretty decent. I think Joe Chi's been a little bit slow sort of coming back, but again, again, sort of just adjusting to his role now, playing alongside Williams there. But um, I guess a couple of things that stood out for me was the the yep. road teams continue to, to keep winning, which is just surprising, isn't it? Now, so you wouldn't want to be sort of you know. Getting any of your hard, hard-earned money on any of these betting sites these days. It would be pretty hard doing that. Um, yeah. And just – I probably wanted to mention, not just because they, they destroyed my Wildcats, but the Jack Chumpers were so impressive in that game. I just love the way Scott Roth's got them playing again um, – such an unselfish team. Um, they always make the extra pass. There doesn't seem to be sort of any egos on that team. Everyone's really playing as one there. And I think a lot of credit's got to go to, go to, go to um, Coach Roth for that. Um, but yeah, they've certainly been impressive. Obviously, they started off a little bit slow, and people, probably including myself, were getting a little bit carried away, thinking they might be dropping down the ladder. But no, they've, they've certainly been impressive. Um, and probably the other one. I think it's a little bit sad to see. Obviously, you know, we're, we're quite close with Coach um, Jacob Combs yep. from Laura, but. They look pretty ordinary, don't they? Oh, my See, God. Um, <laughs> a, a game on Monday night with, you know, about a half full stadium there. and They were down, you know, 30-plus in that last quarter there. They got a few garbage points near the end. Look, it's going to get better. Peyton Siever's, you know, going to be playing for, I think, tomorrow night in that rematch against Brisbane. But there's definitely a few alarm bells there for them, I reckon. Um, just quietly, just because I won't be able to give a, a fair answer on this one, Woods, what are your thoughts on the Wildcats? Because they've looked a little bit shaky these last couple of weeks, right?
1: Yeah, we've said it before, it's that import combination of Tayshawn Thomas, Brady Manick. You know, I'm, I'm just not convinced by them, you know, and they're saying Bryce Cotton might naturalise soon and they can bring another import in, but that still doesn't cover the deficiencies that...
0: Leave that when I see
1: it. Yeah, you know, just... And I think Mitch Norton, maybe, like, it might, might be time to move him into a sixth-man role... And get an import point guard to put beside Bryce Cotton, right? It's they've all they've had the Damian Martins, the Mitch Nortons of the world for years, but I think it's time now that they go down that route and he can play off the ball a little bit more. And you know, imagine putting a, a Derek Walton Jr. beside uh, beside a uh, Bryce Cotton man, right? It's a good and that's the thing. Cotton's yeah.
0: obviously. Yeah, definitely. Well, Cotton, I think's had one bad game. He's been really good the other ones. Luke Travis has been really consistent throughout the years. So no problems with those two. Yeah, but it's just getting that third or fourth guy. And at the moment, the two imports kind of just seem like role players, don't they? I mean, I I can see it with Brady Maddock. I, I can sort of see that he's, you know, he's got the potential there. But I'm not quite sure with Thomas. I know he's been carrying this ankle injury, but he seems a little bit undersized. And I just think with some of the quality of the bigs in the NBL at the moment, just Quite sure about that one there, so it be interesting to, to yep. sort of see what they end up doing there. But no, I just wanted to sort of get your take on, on how my boys are going. Uh, how are you feeling about your Kings there, Woods? Obviously, they've lost a couple in a row at home, haven't they? Now, but they continue to win their games on the road. What are you, what are you feeling about them?
1: Definitely, but it's time that we we take care of business at home. I mean, kudos, Bankerin, has been really packed last, last few games, you know, big crowds, eight, nine, ten thousand people coming in. Uh, they've obviously dropped. Won to Adelaide, which they really should have won last week, right? That was a a tough loss. They had plenty Mm -hmm. of opportunities to put that game away. And then against Cairns the the week before. So they got a bit of redemption against Cairns this uh, Saturday night, which I think we'll get into. But I think it's time that um, they started winning some games at home as well. But um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the way they're playing at the moment. Yeah.
0: Strange again with the scheduling, right? Because this, this will be what their second um, home game against Cairns. And they've already had two away games against United, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, there, correct, correct, so, correct. Yeah, correct. it's a little bit strange. So they're sort of playing some of these teams twice and getting those games over and done with with teams they haven't even played yet. But just lastly, before we get onto the preview of this week's round, what are your thoughts on these delay of the game rules that seem to be sort of popping up there? Um, I'm not sure I'm a massive fan of it. I don't know. It's detracting too much for the game. The whistle blows. Someone takes up a little bit of a shot. There is it. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Look, as long as they're consistent about it, I mean, what are they trying to get out of it? So they're giving a warning first, right, before they actually um, give them a, a tech foul, we'll give them a free throw, right? Is that, that's how it works at the moment, correct?
0: Mm. Yeah, it just seems a big penalty. You know, someone in the first quarter takes a shot two seconds after a foul's called, that's the warning. And then later on in the game, that could potentially be, you know, a, a tech foul possession there. So I don't know. I don't know where that's, that's come from, that rule. I don't think it's anything the NBA's adopted there. Yeah. I actually quite like it when you see someone Jacking up a shot after a foul, and then someone, you know, Cooks does it a lot. He jumps up and tries to knock the ball out. The old Dwight Howard sort of, you know, play there to try and just stop someone getting that momentum there. So it would be interesting yes. to see if they continue that or whether that's like a rule they relax a little bit there. So, all right, good stuff, Woods. Well, yeah, certainly looking forward to this week's games. Um, look, at the time of recording, it's Wednesday, the 26th. So the round five starts off tomorrow, as you said, with a rematch from the Monday night game. I think there's eight games again for this round, Woods. So, um, yeah, yeah hey, you hey, maybe hey, you're going to ask me one more thing, yeah. I think.
1: That- on this, on this run sheet, it tells me here that you're going to ask me what I regret about my takes from the start of the season, right? Are we going to get into that? Uh, okay,
0: yeah, no, feel free, yeah, feel free. Because yeah,
1: I, I, did, I, did, I did read that, and I, I know you mentioned the Tasmania Jack-Jumpers yeah, yeah. earlier, so I just uh, thought I'd quickly mention them. Like, we're idiots, right? Everyone's idiots. We look at their roster, we're like, yeah. I'm like, they're going to come last this year. They're going to they're gonna be last. And after two, three games, you know, my, my prediction looked right, but how stupid are we to, to write them off? You know, Scott Roth, as you said, yeah, well, he's look, I just a great didn't think coach. I'm going to
0: come last, but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so
1: anyway, I just want to say, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> they're, they're very good.
0: So w- would you now say they're a lock to make the the, the four or, the, or even the six? The one? six. The six. The six. Six at a lock. Yeah, no, good call. I think so. But like we said, the way they're playing as a team there, it's certainly a lot of teams aren't doing that. So, no, good call. Um Look, probably Brisbane's still the one for me if we're talking some regrets. But look, I kind of like what they did in that game last week, albeit it was against the War but Bain certainly got going. Um Tyler Johnson's impressive. He just needs to get the ball a little bit more. But, yeah, I won't totally rule Brisbane out yet, but they might not be finishing as high as maybe what I was yeah. thinking there.
1: But, hey, I really um, like the way ball. Tyler Johnson's taken um, it all uh, in his stride to come off the bench. And really just seems like a professional a team player. So it's been really good yeah. his attitude yeah, towards agreed.
0: that. Agreed. Yeah, good call. All right, well, let's get into these round five games then. Um, we're just going to just sort of give our thoughts um, you know, on the game so far. So maybe I'll take us away with um, the first game tomorrow. So we've got Brisbane at home in that rematch against Illawarra. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that game there?
1: Um, I mean, Illawarra, as you said, they look... Even though Peyton Sieber is going to be coming to help them, they look... Like they're really going to struggle to get wins on the board this year, um, so I'm I'm going to say Brisbane at home after after winning just a few days previously against the same opposition should take care of business.
0: Yeah, nah, hard to argue with that one. Um, the next game after that we're still you know the team that we don't feel like we've seen a whole lot now, so we've got Adelaide against New Zealand. Actually, don't mind this game. I think this could be pretty decent. Um, look, I'll say Adelaide will win this game at home, but yeah, again, I'm sort of looking forward to watch this one. I think that's the the entree for the the big 9:30 game. Sydney time anyway, on, on Friday night. So why don't you talk us through that one? Woods, the the Wildcats against South East Melbourne. What are your thoughts on, on that game? Yeah, that's an interesting one.
1: Perth back at home, they've really been struggling the last couple of weeks and, you know, they really need to get a win on the board whereas South East Melbourne's really trending up. It's going to be a really close game. Um, it's hard for me to call that one. I think Perth they're going to hit back with a victory. Yeah. Marginally. Perth By less so, than five. I I so. yeah.
0: I'd really like to see him get back. Yeah, no, they cool. Um then we've got Illawarra back in action again. So they've certainly had a pretty heavy schedule um lately, haven't they? That'll be about their third game in you know sort of a, a week or so, less than a week. So we've got Illawarra at home against Melbourne United. Um Look, it's hard to sort of pick Illawarra for that game. I know Melbourne haven't been that great at home, but definitely like some of the talent they've got on that team there as much as they, you know, maybe aren't working totally well as a team. But look, I'll say Melbourne could win that one maybe fairly comfortably as well agree, against Illawarra.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right, then we've got the game, which I'm, I'm sure you'll be attending and sitting in your, yes. your fancy season uh, ticket there. I've got to say, I've got to get out to a game with you, Woods. It's already round yeah. five. I haven't seen a live game yet, so we'll have to tee that up soon. But yeah, how do you see that Kings and, and Taipans game going on Saturday night? Yeah,
1: I mean, Taipan's had a really brutal loss against New Zealand that they really should have won. They kept New Zealand at five points in the first quarter, you know, um, and managed to lose that game. That was a tough game to watch. I think the score was mid-60s. Um, yeah. So I, I just think Sydney's, after losing the last couple of games at home, um, a Saturday night, that, that crowd is going to be pretty big. I think the weather's going to be really good in Sydney on Saturday. So expect a nice crowd to come in and for the Kings to give the home fans a victory.
0: Did you say the weather's going to be good in Sydney?
1: Yeah, it is on Saturday.
0: Wow. Yeah. I just thought I'd check that because I well, don't know I mean, how many people have that yeah. heard much at all this year. Well, well, it's yeah. been nice today. We'll give, we'll give it credit. There's been one one good day in a row, but it'll probably rain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so then we've got uh, the next time after that is New Zealand against Tassie. So, yeah, that could be a pretty competitive game. It's Tasmania's only game for the round. I think there's um, maybe four teams that are only on singles there. So tough one to pick. Obviously, New Zealand coming off that Friday night game. I'm going to say Tasmania continue their winning run, and they, they get a win on the road there against New Zealand. Um, Alright, so we're down to two games left. Um, yep. Look, I'm going to take away the last one, so I'm going to leave the, the, the one last one for you. So I'll talk about, so, South East against Adelaide um, yep, on sure. Sunday. So quite like that game as well. Um, look, obviously, South East travelling back from um, Perth there. I notice none of these teams do the Doomsday Double anymore like they used to, don't they? There's no playing in Perth and, and playing in um, Adelaide the day after, which is a bit of a shame. Um, it was always good for good for the Wildcats getting teams on on those back to backs there. But um, look, I'm going to say Southeast will get that one at home. That could be a pretty competitive game. And look, I'll leave the last one to you. I believe it's um, so it's Halloween night. I believe I think anyway. So the 31st. Does that sound about right? So and I think that's also on Monday night before that um, public holiday. They get in Melbourne for a, a bunch of horses racing around for three minutes in the afternoon. So that could potentially be a good crowd. But yeah, what are your thoughts on, on that game there?
1: Yeah, I think Perth will get that. You know, Melbourne still wouldn't have brought in a, another big man. I think Caroline will still be playing. Um, Perth will be buoyed in, if, if my prediction is right um, with a marginal home victory against Southeast Melbourne earlier in the round. And they'll use that momentum yep. into that game and, and take it out. So I'm predicting your Wildcats to, to go 2 and a on the doubles this weekend, this, this round. Yeah.
0: Fingers crossed. crossed. Uh, good to hear that. We're certainly looking forward There's some, some interesting games on paper in this round, isn't there? So hopefully we get a you know, pretty competitive round there. Looking forward to see how that all works out. So, all right. So now we might get into a bit of NBA, what do you reckon, Wood? So we're, pretty, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah, I think each team's played around that sort of, you know, three or four mark. I think Milwaukee's only played two, but we are sort of that, you know, first week into it. And loving having the games back. Um, sat down and watched the Hawks Orlando game with my daughter. And we watched every minute of that on Saturday um, last week. And, yeah, enjoyed sort of watching that. But, um, yeah, what have your thoughts been on the
1: first week so far? Anything that stood out for you at all? Yeah, look, I'm loving the NBA being back on. There's a lot on my plate right now, the NBL, the NBA, the Cricket World Cup. And In addition to my father being in hospitals, it's been difficult to watch as many games as I would have liked, Robbie. But um, I've been watching game time every night, and I'll be sure to take advantage of my league pass over the coming weeks. What's really stood out for me is um, Portland, you know, 4-0 at the moment. Mm. Who would have thought that they would have got off to such a yeah. great start? Um, Anthony Simmons is averaging 20 points per game, and he's uh, playing a, a nice, the nice role of Robin to Batman for Dame Lillard, and he's been able to f- fill uh, CJ McCollum's shoes quite ably so far. Obviously, it's a small sample size, but yeah. they've really surprised me and been really impressed by, by the way they've gone about their business, and yeah, they could be sneaky good this year. Mm.
0: It's interesting, my brother and I were actually chatting about this today. We heard Bill Simmons after, I think, their first game in Portland saying, oh, he's Dame done or whatever now. Well, no, I don't think so. The way he's played these last three games now, he looks like the same old Dame to me, putting yep. up huge numbers there. The other one I quite like for them is um, Josh Hart. Um, yeah, definitely. The guy's, like, not much taller than me Woods. He gets about 10 or 12 rebounds every time he goes on the court. He's a rebounding freak for his size there, so... Yeah, he's sort of someone I reckon is pretty important on that team. And, yeah, they seem to be a team that's on the same page at the moment. Um, I might just go the other direction at the moment. and sort of, you know, probably easy pickings at the moment with Philadelphia. Obviously, they won their first game there, but they've looked pretty ordinary so far. Um, you know, NB doesn't seem to be playing that well. His rebounds are well down. Um, I think I might have called it with Tyrese Maxey-Woods. He's looking pretty ordinary and just doesn't seem to be a good fit alongside Harden there. So that's probably one that stood out. Obviously, the Lakers, you know... <laughs> We don't want to sort of spend all the show talking about them like every other sort of man and his dog does, but they've certainly not been impressive. I think Lakers and Sacramento are those other teams that haven't won. Um, And look, anything else that stood out for you before we sort of get into a little bit more?
1: Yeah, so Philly, they have lost to Boston, Milwaukee, and the Spurs, and I think they beat the Pacers, right? If I'm not mistaken. That's
0: right. Yeah, 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 that sounds right. Didn't you pick them to win the championship this year? I did, yeah. But I also picked Miami to make the play in, and they've been pretty stinky so far. So we'll see how we go with that. I copped a bit yeah. of um, heat for that as well on messaging and Twitter and stuff like that. But I'm going to gonna hold true my prediction there, so I don't really like the look of that scene. But, look, I think it just shows you on, in both conferences there how how even things are. I um, wanted yeah. to see what your thoughts were on the Clippers as well, Woods, um, with Kawhi Leonard basically having a whole season off, playing a game, then resting in the second game. They're taking the piss, aren't they? What's going on with that?
1: Oh man, and today he was like stayed back in LA for tests and he's still got the injury bug. I drafted him with my second pick in fantasy, man. I'm really regretting that now. Really regretting that now. Nice. But um, they, do, do you think it's a team like that? I never
0: quite work out. Do you think it's him not, not wanting to play or the team's just putting him in quite more? Because it just seems strange, you know? But...
1: I think since that falling out of the Spurs, right? You know, the, at the end of his tenure at the Spurs with Popovich and Parker and those guys, he's had that sort of attitude towards injuries. Um, so I think it has a lot to do with him and the team also trying to appease him and keep him happy. Because we yeah. saw in Toronto he, he played, what, 60-odd 60, 60 games, but then come playoff time he was ready to go and he, he brought them a championship. So um, I think a team like the Clippers can That's afford right. to do that with the depth that, depth that they have. Um, they still look pretty good. I mean, they lost today like badly but to the. They KC. lost the white today, good. yeah. So that's yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that makes me wonder, can they afford to do that? Yeah, that's why you're repping the hat. Yeah. Um, I don't know, can they cool. afford to do that with the way the West is so competitive? You know, they need him to play more than one in every three games. I mean, surely they could get sixty games out. Out of him and sort of work out a way yeah. to manage the, the sort of um, schedule load there. But I think some of their supporting cast needs to step up a little bit more. Reggie Jackson has been horrendous so far. Yep. Um, Big Zubash has been really good, but He's yeah, great. I think yeah. there's a few guys that we probably need to see a little bit more of there. Yeah. Um look, a, a little takeaway from me Woods has been um, the play of um Jamarant so far. he has yeah. been amazing so far this season. I like to say, you say you drafted Kawhi with his second pick. I got him in the third round of our Yahoo draft. Third round. So I reckon if there was a redraft this week, like one week into the season, he'd be a top seven or eight pick, I reckon. So, I mean, he's certainly challenging for top point guard in the, the NBA with, you know, obviously respect to, to Luca and Steph there. But, look, he's led the Grizz to a, a three-and-one record. He's currently averaging this. And how's this for? It's 35-4-7 and seven on shooting splits of 55-60-86. Um, and that's the big one for me is the improvement on his three-point shot there. He's been averaging three main three-pointers a game. And, look, of course, we know he's just an absolute must-watch player on league pass. So, yeah, he's been a big standout for me, Jarman. And I've sort of been flicking games. Oh, cool, Memphis yeah. is on. I'm just going to watch it to see some of the amazing stuff he does there. So what are your thoughts, been on, on Jar?
1: Well, let's not understate the impact of Desmond Bain, you know. Like, they're becoming a really good one-two punch. And Desmond Bain spoke about in the offseason how he's worked so much on his playmaking. Um, and he can sort of allow Jar to play off the ball a little bit and you notice Jar's getting a lot of these catch and shoot threes um as a result you know and um he's able to shoot not off the dribble but launch those three pointers um you know catching the ball and 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 obviously the percentages are going to go up when you've got those advantages so you saw the other day both of them had 38 Mm -hmm. apiece you you know and and those those guys are becoming a dynamic duo you got the veteran dylan dylan brooks there coming back from injury They've got some nice pieces on that team, so uh, uh, they're going to turn a few heads this season. Very impressed by by Jar and and obviously Desmond Bain as well. Yeah.
0: What about that game against Brooklyn? There, Woods, as you said, Bain and Jar both got thirty eight, and KD and Curry yep. both got thirty seven. I believe it was. I think that's right the first time that we've had four people in a game. I think I think ever. I think the only other time was an overtime game. This obviously. Yep. Even time. I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, Woods. You know I like doing it. Nothing too sure. hard for you to think of. But just wanted to see what your thoughts on some of the Aussies have been this year. Because I saw a bit of that uh, this season so far. I saw a bit of the Phoenix game today. Jock Landale, man, he was really important. I'm loving his energy out there. So, yeah, give me, a, give me what you, your thoughts on a couple of the Aussies so far. Yeah. But as you said, Jock Landale really carved out a nice role here as the backup center. You know, he's defeated the veteran...
1: Bismack Biambo into that backup center's spot at Phoenix because he can stretch the floor and, mm-hmm. and you know he's been blocking shots yeah. and he's got the uh, the buy-in of of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the coaching staff. And what he had nearly had a double-double yeah. the other night. You know today he you know in limited minutes he's making an impact on the floor. Very impressed by him. Dyson Daniels today got a nice run because uh, they had a few injuries. Double oh, in, figures, right. Yep. Yeah. So really nice to see. And Penny Mills is carving out a nice little role for himself at Brooklyn. This Brooklyn team is going to be better than people think. You know, you've got to give Ben Simmons, another Australian, obviously, a little bit of time to sort of, you know, get some reps into him. Um, I think when Seth Curry comes back, let's see if Paddy Mills still gets the same sort of um, burn that he's getting right now. That could p- play an impact. haven't seen Mattie Dell a bit overcome on the court yet, but with, 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 with Sacramento losing and you know, who knows about Davion Mitchell and what he can contribute, you might just see Mike Brown you know, insert him into that rotation very shortly.
0: Try and shake it up. The one that's been a little bit of a concern for me is Matisse Thibault There would so he almost seemed like one of those players that was in that sort of untradeable category last year. I know a lot of teams are trying to sort of get him any potential trade packages. What are your thoughts on Thibault There, do you think it might be maybe a change of scenery that he needs, or do you yep. think you can see him maybe getting a role to increase soon?
1: Yeah, I think PJ Tucker joining that 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 team, Melton's joined that team now as well, right? You know, there's a mm-hmm. he's yep. obviously been put. You know, on, on the back burner a little bit by, by the coaching staff. So I think a change of scenery would be would be good for him. And a guy like that, he's gonna get you. You know, he's gonna be valuable on the open market. So, and if Philly keep losing and they need to shake a few things up, they could use him as a as an asset to try and bolster in in, in other areas. Let's
0: say. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I appreciate that, Woods. Certainly enjoying the, the games. Um, and look, we're going to get into a next segment, which I'm very excited to to get back at the moment. By the way, there's my finger, Woods, in case anyone was looking an up. They got the stitches out yesterday, so that giant cast that I had on last week's no longer. But yeah, little nice, bit Sleep with it, but still a fair way away from playing. But the, the fused fingers starting to come good. But the segment I'm talking about, which is a return of, is none other than a Hawks Talk. We're back, right? We know it's we're back. You know it's a segment that people like that we do and everything like that. So look at the time of recording our Hawks are two and one. Um they've had three games at home before they're just about to start on a five game road trip. Um interestingly they've all been against East teams. So the three games were against some lesser East teams there. They're now on a five game road trip against some also you know teams that probably aren't going to be factoring too much into, you know, playing contention there. But as I mentioned, two and one in those first three games. What have you, your thoughts been on the, the Hawks start? Yeah tough loss
1: I think it was the Hornets the other night, correct?
0: Mm, yeah, it wasn't impressive, that
1: one. Yeah, but apart from that, I mean, I talked about Desmond Bain and Ja Moran being a dynamic duo. Well, Trey Young and, and Dejounte Murray look like they're going to be perfect for each other as the season pro- 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 progresses. What what people forget is, along with being a really you know effective offensive player, Dejounte is one of the best Defensive playmakers, let's say In the league, right? So he, you can put a defensive-minded guy Who can also uh, play the point guard position Alongside Trey Which will really help Trey Both on the offensive and dis- defensive side of the ball um, Actually, last season Dejounte Murray led the association In steals per game, if I'm not mistaken I think that's right And and now he's sitting, I think, second yeah, or third and that's a, Yeah, now he's sitting second or third In that stat, only, only small sample size But, you know, he loves chaos You know you know, he, he, the way he gets in passing lanes and he gets at it defensively uh, allows him to get steals and um, allows the Hawks uh, the to run and gun a little bit on the back of those defensive plays. So um, I think, um, yeah,
0: very nice to see him in, in that new environment and he fits very well. Any concerns there? Woods, well, a couple of stood out to me? It was possibly Trey's field goal percentage in these first three games has been pretty ordinary. I think he's in the low sort of the 30s. Also the player, Clint Capella, he's been a little bit down in those first few games. So any concerns there, or you think it's just a small sample size and not getting too carried away about that yet?
1: Yeah, with Trey, let's just give it a few games. You know, it's, as you said, it's still been a few games into the season. I think he'll pick that up. Um, just like I said uh you know, with, with um, John Moran, he's going to be able to get some catch-and-shoot opportunities and things like that. And um, once they get accustomed to playing alongside each other a little bit more, Murray and, and Young, you'll see that improve. We've said it for a while. Onyeka Okongwu was going to take that next step. And uh, it was going to be more of a timeshare always between Clint, Compe- Clint Capella and, uh, and Okongwu this year. I wouldn't be surprised as the season progresses if they actually trade spots and Okongwu becomes the starter and Capella becomes the backup. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too concerned there. We've had some productive games from Okongwu so far as well. So
0: yeah, yeah. Now, uh, good call. Look, a couple of quick takes from me. Um, firstly, I'm loving the name that they're calling the Big Three. Have you caught on to that one? once? So they're calling it De John Trey. So, yeah, I'm quite like that. A bit of play on words, factoring the big three there. And, and look, speaking about the one with the sort of middle name there, John Collins, look, he had a pretty ordinary game against Charlotte that the team did, but really like the way he's played in these games so far. His outside shooting's improved. Um, Very active on defence. You know, it's very hard to, you know, as a forward, he can come from the weak side and really sort of protect the rim and everything like that. So he's been a a big one for me. Um, Look, I actually reckon the Holiday Brothers have been pretty handy off the bench. Um, Still not sure I totally know which one's which. I know one's a guard, one's a forward, one's got absolutely um, like orange or red coloured hair at the moment. But they come on and they make a difference there. Obviously, they're absolute pests on defence. We know... Holidays are, you know, renowned for their defence with the brothers in the NBA. So they've been an interesting addition there. Um, AJ Griffin had, you know, a couple of moments in that game against Charlotte. I know the team's really high on him there. So he's someone that's, you know, can sort of fill that 3 and D role. So you might see him getting a a little bit more time coming up. Um, I think the big one for me, they are missing Bogie. Um, Obviously... um, Bogdanovich there, so I'm not quite sure how long until he comes back there, but he's someone that really sort of spreads the floor a little bit, just a natural shoe and also a secondary sort of you know ball handler and playmaker as well. So I think it'll be good to get Bogie back. But yeah, as I mentioned, we've got a five-game um, road trip coming up. I think i have got a game tomorrow, Woods, and then they're on both days of the weekend. So we might get a, a chance to yep. sort of watch them there and, and sort of see how they're looking, but. No, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, good to, to get it back into some Hawks talk. And, um, well, well, Rob. We'll go from one popular segment to another. Yeah, you got something
1: else for us? Yeah, just was going to mention Jalen Johnson as well. You know, didn't get much burn last oh. year. I think he played about a handful of games, 20 games. Okay, he hasn't... He's played 14, 12, 10 minutes in the first three games this year. But it's nice to see yeah. that, um, you know, he's he's finding a way into the rotation. Because we were, we were high on him last year. And obviously, because of the depth True. we had, he didn't get that opportunity. So it's nice to see him... Um, getting his opportunity somewhat limited, but
0: opportunity. that's possibly that that job to be won, isn't it? Between Jalen Johnson and and Griffin there, and obviously with with Bogdanovich coming back soon, that might eat into a little bit of their times. But no, you're right. He's been getting some meaningful minutes in those first three games, which is yep. it's good to see. We also had high hopes on Sharif Cooper last year, Woods, and he's currently not even in the NBA. I believe he didn't even make a roster. I think Cleveland might have had him in training camp, but. That's an interesting one, isn't it? I think we saw a little bit um, in him that obviously just hasn't lived up to expectations there with Sharif Cooper. But I think we're both a little bit biased, right? If someone puts puts on a Hawks jersey, we automatically think they're going to be great sometimes. but uh, Good stuff. All right, well, look, we'll finish the Hawks talk and go into another uh, um, segment that people like their Woods. And I can hear you uh, ruffling something there in the background. It's back to Classic Packs. What have you got for us this week? Yeah, Rob, so I've got
1: Series 2. 94-95 94-95 Upper Deck Collector's Choice. And if you look at this, we've got Michael Jordan on the front and the back. All right. Very nice. 94-95. Nice. I think that it's like the first nice one, one of the year. Uh, uh, yeah. I think it's the first one of its kind that I've actually ever uh, showcased. Ah, uh-huh. we haven't one on show. All right. Nice. No, nice. I don't think we have. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. Former Oklahoma City Thunder and... Washington Wizards head coach really influential in the early lives of of Kevin Durant and Russell uh, Westbrook Scott Brooks. We're talking about none other than Scott Brooks.
0: Scott Brooks, nice picture there. Um, what was his like points per game list, listed in that woods? I know he didn't get a lot of minutes when he played there, but I bet it's like in the threes or fours or something. Maybe five point
1: two points per game in the ninety three ninety four season for the Rockets. Five point
0: two. I was close, close, but yeah, no, he was, a, he was a good role player, I guess, he was fine.
1: All right, uh, Grandmama.
0: Nice, oh, straight out of UNLV, Larry Johnson.
1: Now, we've got a few Larry That's Johnson's nice cards.
0: Let's card. throw on that one down, bit of Dino Rajar in the background there as well. But Yeah, we have got a few LJ cards, haven't we? Solid okay, star. this
1: is a special edition silver card. Which is uh, signed by this man, right? Um, I've mentioned it on the show before. This used to be one of my dad's favorite players when uh, he first started watching basketball. He took me to a Lakers game. Um, he's featured heavily in the recent Lakers documentary. Um, he was one of the first European players to come here, like in the early stages of the uh, late '80s, early '90s. Is he, 90, is early he smoking 90s. a cigarette? He's not smoking, he's smoking a cigarette in
0: the car, by any chance? But it is bloody do that's right.
1: Or as my old man would say, Vlad DeVac. <laughs> nice.
0: It's a nice action shot. You now, is that hand-signed boards or is that like a facsimile sort of signature
1: there? I think, I think it's the latter. So it's not, not hand-signed. Yeah. No, nice.
0: <laughs> nice card, though.
1: Nice, I like that. Yep. Way before his time, when we talk about some of the great three-point shooters to ever play the game, this guy's name must be mentioned. Uh, most known for being a scoring machine at the Supersonics, then played with the Spurs and the Nuggets in 94-95. Had a long, distinguished NBA career. I'm talking about none other than... Dale Ellis? Dale Dale Ellis. Ellis. Now, Robbie,
0: tell me, me, is he in the Naismith Hall of Fame? No, nah, I don't believe he is. No, nah, He's one of those sort of borderline players there. I mean, he had a very good career average in that, but I don't think he had a lot of personal accolades there. So he's probably just on that level below the, the line there. But no, nah, certainly had a very solid career. Is that a special card as well there? Woods? It's, a, it's different than a normal one there, is it? Or
1: no, that's just a normal card.
0: That's just a normal looking one. Okay, cool. No, I like that. It's funny, I don't really remember this set, so you're right. I don't think we have featured this on the show. Yeah, so yeah. no, I'm enjoying this. Not too bad a pack so far. Yeah. Not too bad at all.
1: Okay, we're talking about Milwaukee Bucks guard forward, number 22, played for the Cavaliers, the Knicks, the Hornets. Okay, he has featured previously in a pack, I think in a 1991 stay in school hoops cards. Back then he was a Hornet. I'm talking about Johnny Newman.
0: Ah, nice. We had him the other day, I think, didn't we? Yep. No, he was pretty pretty solid, Johnny Newman, yep.
1: Okay, we talked about this guy, great point guard, and he and his teammate definitely had a disagreement over their relationship with Tony Braxton. Oh, J. Kidd. Jason Kidd.
0: Nice. That was when they used to spell his name without a J, right? Because he didn't have a jump shot. He ended up um, <laughs> yeah. turning himself into a pretty handy shooter. Yeah. He was acing the kid for a while.
1: <laughs> okay. Now we've both got this guy in our top 10 Hawks of all time. Possibly one of the most durable big men to ever play the game. This is when he was on the Miami Heat. In fact, it was his first year leaving our Hawks when he went and joined the Miami Heat. After having 10 seasons with the Hawks, I'm talking about none other than
0: he was a good he was a good dress good dresser as well Mr Willis Kevin Willis
1: Kevin Willis
0: Nice yeah he was just kept on playing didn't he, he just kept himself in such good shape over the years Kevin Willis but no nah, certainly someone you're right that we definitely like man.
1: Okay Now this is your favorite player of all time on Bill Simmons favorite team All right
0: Oh, Dominique for Boston.
1: Dominique, Wilkins.
0: Well. Nice. I've got one of those green Boston Celtics jerseys there, which is pretty nice. But, yeah, it's funny. People sort of forget about that now that, you know, Dominique had time with Boston and Orlando and, of course, San Antonio there. It still seems strange when I see him in those jerseys. But And the Clippers for a short while, didn't he? I'll ball, be. be getting that card off him. Yeah, sorry, in the Clippers. Well, that's what he got traded for in that. Tried for that awful Danny Manning player, but anyway, that's a story for
1: another day, right? I had to bring that up. All right, we're talking about... Legend. Went to Temple University. Um, The Portland Trailblazers took him the 17th overall pick in the 94 NBA draft. I'm speaking of none other than... Did
0: you get a Dogwoods?
1: Yeah, my uh, my auntie's dog's just staying with, with me with my parents for a while. Pebbles, shut up. Nice. Sorry um, guys.
0: Ob- obviously obviously a big fan of classic packs, that dog, I see why. Um anyway, a temple <laughs> player for Portland. Um, give me a, oh it's Harry Porter.
1: Nope. Aaron McKee.
0: Give me a number. Ah oh, okay, Aaron McKee. Yep, yeah, nice. Remember him sort of with Philly playing pretty well as well.
1: Okay, so this is a 1994 draft class card um obviously this draft class was amazing when you think of this draft class you think of jason kidd and you think of who else
0: um does he drink sprite
1: he sure does
0: <laughs> grand hill
1: grand hill and this is a special edition insert 94 draft class card Ooh. these are really nice cards. really good quality they're
0: very nice aren't they yeah this is a pretty solid pack. There's no right. real no names or, you know, there's none of Andrew Canyon's favourites either,
1: yet, is there? Nah, nah, none yet. Okay. I've said it many times. My favourite centre of this era from Jamaica. I'm talking about none other than this man would sweat in the snow.
0: He would. Mr. Ewing. Patrick Ewing.
1: <laughs> Patrick Ewing. And this is Special Edition Blueprint for Success. Ooh. Blueprint shooting, for
0: shooting against a larger one as well.
1: Blueprint for success insert card. So, nice. 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 Look at those knee braces. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. This is... Uh, yeah. Yeah, because there's a trivia question on this card which I need to ask you. All right? So... Okay. So, so first of all, the card is possibly one of the greatest in-game dunkers of all time, alongside Dominique. I'm talking about...
0: It's got to be the Rain man, right? Sean Kemp?
1: Sean Kemp, for sure. Now, the question I put to you is... Nice. NBA followers everywhere probably know Sean Kemp was drafted by the Seattle Supersonics without ever playing one minute of college basketball. Fans may not know that Kemp is one of only two players in NBA history, and, and let it be known... This was in ninety five. This has changed since, right? So this is in ninety-five. Mm. Two players in NBA history to gain NBA All Star status without ever playing a college game. Who's the other one? This is in ninety five. Ninety five. Ah, oh,
0: who's another
1: one then? Um KG? No, nope, because he hadn't made an all star. He got drafted when when did KG get drafted? Ninety uh,
0: Six or seven. Put me on the spot there. Yeah, yep, Moses Malone. Ah, Moses, of course. Yeah, KG was 95, I believe. Yeah, Moses Malone, good one there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, great career. That's it. All right,
1: that's it. Not a bad pack.
0: Pretty solid pack, right? We had Dominique, um, Moses Malone. Yeah, some decent standouts in that one. Nice. Sean Kim. All right, good stuff then, Woods. Well, all right, we'll sit sort of back to that outro um, stage of the show. So, yeah, just wanted to obviously thank everyone for, for tuning into the show. As I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just a reminder where we can be followed on Twitter, we're at Throwbacks Hoops. Instagram, we're throwback.hoops, and our email address is Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, do you want to give us your Patreon and, and TikTok details there?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, TikTok, Woody underscore V83. And then Patreon, just jump on there and search for Throwback Hoops. We appreciate any support.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. we well, really appreciate it. Woods, look, we won't give any names away, but we do have a couple of special guests coming on in the next few weeks. So we're going to have a special guest next week. Um, and also, I think in a couple of weeks, we haven't actually told yet, but we're going to get a, a returnee guest on um, that we might have... Um, had a nice lunch with before one of the women's World Cup um, finals games there, so maybe get him back on soon. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a uh, clue. He's got a pretty good moustache. Um, That's the cue a there. But as I said, very special guest next week that we're looking forward to bring on. Um, final word from yourself, Woods.
1: Man, before we have that very special guest on it next week, you better get out to TPG
0: and make sure that that internet's uh, up and running properly, man. Mate, right, this delay hasn't been good. I've been trying to wait for the queues when you finish, but even with the cards, I was sort of talking. I could see there was a good, good two second delay there. So, yeah, do apologise to everyone about that. Maybe it's the hot weather in Sydney for the first time this year that's thrown it out. But uh, thanks for being patient with us. And um, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in. And a big uh, peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Thanks, guys. <music>